0: To the Wise Men say podcast. Um, it's Gareth Barker here, not Stephen Goldsmith, this week presenting it. He is getting his dish uh this dishwasher, his washing machine um repaired, I believe. The repairman's coming round finally to resolve the problem. Um so rather than have that rumbling on in the background, um, you know, he just he's just garned. You know. Um so I'm joined tonight by Chris Witherspoon, who's becoming a regular Seems like a regular Monday thing where you 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 just come on the podcast. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, but if I, if I join on a Monday, it means I don't have to go through the the torture of going on Thursday <laughs> shows. So, you know, uh, it's a uh, it's it's much more um, advantageous for me just to just see yesterday Mondays and Thursdays. I think
0: we're joined by Craig Clark as well. Who was on Thursday? I was. At, um, I, I can know, compare. Was that, was that Barb aimed at Craig, Chris, or <laughs> other mm. members of that Thursday it, group?
1: No, no. I think it. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Craig counts as an idiot, does he? Craig's like learned. a learned. What spectable. do you want? Like
2: Are you after swimming? <laughs>
1: yeah. I was going to say, I was. I was going to say, young. Man, well, when do you exactly get
2: old? When true, When do you When do you get old?
1: Well, true. It's just a number, really. It, I, I suppose. OG I mean, in football, in terms, now, for example, really what
2: you kind sport, of, yeah. I would say, getting, getting old I would be old for a footballer now. You know what I mean? I'd be well past my peak. Unlike, say, Carl Winchester, who's just coming you into are, his peak. Coming <laughs> into Everyone's co- yeah, yeah. You are
1: younger than Danny Green though, aren't you? I was going to say you're younger than you're probably younger than both our goal scorers on Saturday. Is that, would that who be scored right?
2: on Saturday? <laughs> I'm just <kidding. laughs> uh, led. Well, I'm 35 <laughs> ne- this month, so I'm about the same age as Ledbetter. I
1: see you're younger. Well, Leadbitter's into his 35. So Aye, well, they, they're both well past the you. peak, as,
2: as, you know. That's what I mean. But in like real life terms, obviously now you can go on for many years. <laughs> in
0: my footballer's <laughs> life, I'm I'm absolutely like on between 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. on transfer deadline day, talking to, like talking about the deals that are going to happen and what it was like if I ever had a move on deadline day.
1: Right, um, yeah. Because I'm him.
2: well into that stage of my career. I'm hoping for um, this, uh, this, like, the, last... I'm a half-year-old man. <laughs> 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 I'm looking for a last payday somewhere. Chris, how old are you? I'm you're probably peak era so right at the minute. Like, like, you're I'm... just coming down off the top of your, your peak, yeah. probably depending on the position you play. Yeah, I'm
1: like, I'm like like Chris Maguire no, uh, uh, he's, he's older than I that he's older than that Maguire isn't
2: he? isn't he like 33 30 or he? something oh well oh, so he, was, I he, seems he seems was to have been would. in football for a long time speaking of Maguire I wonder if he is looking for a last move or mm. second to last move at the moment because there's obviously some well, we'll find that out won't we maybe later there's mm. yeah, well, just really there's been suggestion he might uh, yeah. He might not stay might he not so, but like you say we can talk about that in a bit Probably should talk about Saturday first, I guess. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, another one to put off talking about, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it was very kind of similar to um, the last time we drew two all in, but the only probably the difference may be that we probably played better in that first game than we did in the one (laughs) on Saturday.
1: yeah, I I thought I was past caring, but it, it turns out by my reaction when they scored their equaliser on Saturday, I'm really not, because um, I was absolutely furious. <laughs> I think it's just yeah. And I think the really the frustrating thing is like you go one 0 up inside five minutes, seven minutes, or whatever it was, and then we just to me anyway. I I don't think we showed anything. To suggest we deserve to win that game, when I mean, I said afterwards that like, Chillingham deserved to draw, and somebody pulled me up on it, and I was like, "Hang on, they're like no, yeah, they didn't deserve to win," and I was like, "Actually, you <laughs> I, might not be too <clears throat> far off because they had the best chances."
2: Burge, um, I'm sure, we will come yeah. on too, but he pushed one onto the bar, and he obviously they hit the post as well. But generally, they just looked a threat, didn't they? They had like a lot of physicality about them. Um, in a way that, you know, we've kind of missed. I'm not saying we would want to play football like they do, but it wasn't like they were really ugly either, the style. It was just physical. And then they got it wide to the number 10, Graham, I think. Is it Graham? Uh, the ball guy. And he absolutely deserved... Yeah. You think he got the equaliser, didn't he? And he absolutely deserved it. No, yeah. He, yeah, des- he, he played brilliantly. Guy. He was absolutely outstanding, I thought. I mean, not hard when you're up against the worst left-back Sunderland have ever had, I suppose, in some ways, but... <laughs> He certainly <laughs> took advantage of it. Well, I, after the game, I actually said, like, you know, when we're
0: going to transfers at the minute, and it's and it's easy to kind of go on like, you know, the last thing that you've seen. But even in the first game when we played them, I know he missed a penalty, but he caused all sorts of problems. I was looking at his stats; he's had a pretty mediocre career. That like Jordan Graham, um, he was at Wolves as a young lad. He's only twenty-five. Um, so he'll be not even in his Coming into his He's, he's about to
2: yeah. reach his peak This is when you should yeah. swoop for him
0: Yeah um, But he scored 7-19 this season uh, And I thought You know what he. I thought In terms of the way we want to play And the kind of job you need a forward to do And he kind of did what O'Brien had been doing The last few games I thought Like this mm. definitely disrupted us Made things difficult yeah, um, I'm not saying we should like, oh, we should sign that player on the basis of that game, but it's just interesting, isn't? It, when you look at sometimes I feel like in League One, what do you not think we? Every, I'm not saying everyone looks so much better than us, but everyone tends to like every other team generally seems to look so much more organised and know what their plan is and what their role is, and generally we. And I don't know if you agree, but we I feel as though well, we're always searching for, searching for what we're supposed to be doing in games.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree as well. I think that's well. a fair point. I think um, I think we we, we we talked about it last week, but again, Saturday was no improvement on. Let Let's be fair here. Like, if that performance had been served up in the latter days of Phil Parkinson, people would have people would be absolutely furious and rightly so because it was it was terrible like obviously the mitigation is like the current manager hasn't had the opportunity to to get many players in and put them into the team like obviously we'll we'll come on to like the ones that he has got in but they obviously the majority of them rather weren't involved at the weekend but the the performances generally haven't improved since he came in and there's mitigation for that like I think the 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 COVID mm. break obviously doesn't help, um, but it 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 is concern and the we've we talked about it loads and it's been the story of since we came down here we just we struggled to put any sort of run together and like like Saturday you you one 0 up inside the first ten minutes like just, yeah, that just was keep hold of the ball just even 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 if like you're not creating a lot going forward and the ball's not sticking up top which it wasn't all right then just Let's, let's just keep hold of the ball and like, and you watch and and I th- I think as well as having a plan Gareth, there's times when I watch and the technical ability on show from us is is just dreadful. Like we couldn't we couldn't keep the <clears throat> ball on Saturday. And especially the first. I know obviously the the we actually won the first half. The first half was dreadful for us. Like how we went in two one up. Is, well, isn't is, part it's part of the me. problem with
2: passing the ball we, or retaining it. This insistence on playing. This kind of weird 4 4 2, but that he's pretending isn't a 4 4 2 by playing it slightly more narrowly. And it's like, what what I don't get is with that as well, you've brought in, you've brought back McGeady and you've sort of hung your hat on bringing him back. He's an out and out winger. You've introduced Jack Diamond, who is a sort of like, touch, he's a touchline winger. You know, he wants to get to the byline, he wants to run at the width of the pitch and you've decided what I'm going to do when I bring these two wingers in is narrow the formation I find that a bit bizarre to be honest um, and clearly we've had this problem throughout because no one's managed to strike a balance between our inability to score goals and have a midfield that can handle the rigors of the division but whenever we use two men in midfield we cannot get out we just can't get out we're stuck tr- entrenched for nearly the whole game uh, and I know we beat Ipswich 1-0 but they only had 10 men and even when we played Shrewsbury I would say Shrewsbury were a lot less effective than Gillingham but we weren't much better from our perspective we looked similarly ordinary at best
1: well let's, let's be fair let's be fair since and again, again I'm not I'm not necessarily digging out the manager here but since he came in there's probably been one one really good performance, which was Lincoln away. And he, even that, I mean, he acknowledged it himself, even that, that we could have been two down early, does. And that, I know you, you say could have, would have, should have. And like, but you kind of look at it and you think, well, are we only capable of playing well against teams that actually come out come out in and in a, in a, in a, in give us some space to exploit like that game? Yeah? Because in every other game, and I, I don't even think Saturday was actually necessarily. Um, the case where they didn't do that, but in every other game, we've really struggled to, to to kind of get a foothold in the game. Like the Ipswich game, like you say they had they are ten men for eighty minutes. Now,
0: the goal yeah, was was
1: a great goal, but it was the only, it was the only bit of quality we created, and I just I watch us in and I'm I'm hoping like now that we're through this this transfer window and they've made some changes, I'm hoping we do start to see a difference because for a team who have ambitions of getting promoted, we very rarely control games, we very rarely look comfortable, and I and I think and it, and it's a big concern like we did at the start of the season, and then it all it all felt a bit, and since then we've really really struggled to kind of like get a foot well, they- in games and. Like, like you say about the passing, I mean, the, it, it was driving me mad on Saturday just because it was it was just basics. It, it wasn't even. It's not like we're like trying to like break the lines and or like playing no. particularly high risk stuff.
2: But then just he has the got ball. players to come back, back, which is be? what. But, yeah, but but is that going to be the difference? Having some of these players come back is that going to salvage it? And he's got some new players to to use as well. But like. Just focusing on even the players who have come back. Gooch. I know he's not really someone who you think of as a a ball retainer in terms of passing, but he can carry the ball and hold on to it.
1: But he's got he's got energy as well, hasn't he? I mean, I think I mean we we know why we know why in the team, because Scoan's the one who's meant to be. He's the only one who can do it
2: though, Chris. I know he gives the ball away a lot.
1: Yeah. But but he does and he doesn't and he doesn't do it enough. To to my mind, anyway, he does it, or he doesn't do it effectively enough. You need if 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 the the ploy is going to be to press teams and get the ball back quickly, mm. then you need you need more people with that sort of energy and that. And look, Ledbetter's been one of our better players this season, but that in yeah. itself is quite telling. Like he's he's thirty five he's thirty five year old. He's sitting in front of he's sitting in front of the two centre halves. He's he's not going to be going charging around like like uh, mowing people down and pushing pushing teams back. And it's like, again, this, this isn't a slight on him and you, you can't criticise him because he's doing exactly what, what the team needs him to do. But it, it's a case of... I, th- I, th- I feel like maybe we'll come back to that in this two-month period that Johnson's been in charge, there's a type of play... There's a type of the style he wants to play, <laughs> which this... Well, apparently... Which this right. group can't play, and now we'll and now we'll see if he's brought in. That that that's obviously that's gone totally on the side of the manager's trying his best. It's not working. Sort of the the alternative the alternative argument would be: Well, why is he can't to put do this under a team under a group that's pit that can't do what, it? Yeah. What
0: you could argue, though, I guess, in you know, we said ourselves, I think a few times that in terms of the football at the moment. It has been worse than it was under Parkinson. However, it isn't worse than it was under Parkinson in his first two and a half months at Sunderland, which was absolutely abhorrent. Yeah, that's true. You could also argue that while Parkinson was trying to get his... implement whatever he wanted to do, it took him until Christmas to get that to happen. But in the the meantime, he was not winning games of football Mm. now... We have been no. we have been winning games even though it hasn't been great which we weren't doing um, where we changed the manager last time um, but it does go back to that thing and I, I think there's been a few comments on social media where people who have been irritated by the performances and the res, you know you know the result on Saturday, the result against Plymouth it's almost been like oh well if you if you if you level any criticism, it's like you want him sacked, and that's absolutely not the case at all. I think it's just, you know, people are frustrated because whenever we've made a ch- we make a managerial change at this level, it's it's not because we want things to be better in th- three years' time or two years' time or eighteen months' time. It's because we want an instant improvement.
1: Yeah, and I think to be fair, I think. I don't think the manager's under any illusions that if if we don't go up this season, he's going to be on a high and nothing straight away next. I I I don't think he is, but I think I think people people get frustrated because we we've seen this all before. Like I hinted at it before, but every time we've had an opportunity to get on a bit of a run and move up a bit, we 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 blow it. Like we do, look like two 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 with Gilligan. Like. It's literally deja vu from, like, just before the cost pandemic. Cost in the playoffs. Now, and we all know that if... Well, exactly, and we all know that... That was what I was going to say. We all know those last couple of results... Now, we can argue all night about, like, how fair or unfair, like, the points for game thing was. But ultimately, those last few results cost us, and we don't know what would have happened... If we'd, if we'd um, snuck into the... Well, if we'd beat, I no. think if we'd beaten um, Gillingham and
0: we'd beaten Bristol Rovers, we would have been promoted automatically. I'm pretty sure we would have gone up I think in that's right, yeah.
1: under points per game. So, um, yeah, that might be And right. if somebody said to so, you in a normal so that's season... I mean, and, that, and that's why people get... You sh- know,
0: like, if someone said to you in that normal season, oh, you can have, you've got two games left to play. If you beat Gillingham and you beat Bristol Rovers, you'll go up automatically. You'd be like, yeah, brilliant snap your hands off and we yeah. didn't do it
1: and that's that's what frust- that's what frustrates people because well you I think you said it Gareth like our form actually against the top teams isn't bad like it, 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 it we picked up some good results the problem is we keep chucking away points against teams that like quite frankly we should be I mean the home the home forms an absolute disgrace and like literally the only silver lining from it is that the fans aren't in because then because this ridiculous myth that's been perpetuated by some in the media, by some, some who own the club, that the fans are in some way responsible for loading and excessive expectation, it, like it's total bollocks. The fact of the matter is, it's a detriment to us, the 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 ground trip because clubs are coming up here. You can tell, them they're they're going right. Well, there's there's normally thirty thousand people in here. There's nobody in here. It's still a big day out for them, and I. The proofs in the puddle. Our form—it's absolutely disgraceful. <laughs> home form, whereas our, our away form, we're one of only two teams in it's the country not in the lost. In the home games, the well, like if you just just
2: dragging it back to Saturday, right? Just to make to sort of talk about the Parkinson comparison again. Parkinson started to get beat with a stick. We couldn't beat teams unless they had ten men or we didn't score a penalty. Well, on Saturday, right? We've scored a deflected long-range goal and a rebound from a penalty that we didn't even score the first time round. What else did we do? What well, else did we do in the game?
1: A, I think that's the big concern because when that Lincoln game looked like, obviously like we've talked about like how like they came out and they left a lot of space and that, but we went we 3-0 up at half-time and we looked like we were getting numbers, we were getting loads of numbers forward. I'm sure there was like five in the box or something when Diamond scored the third. And and you were looking at it and thinking, well, I think Johnson even said it, like, there's not going to be many drawn <laughs> <go-on> games.
2: <laughs> soon like, change, you'll, so. you'll soon find out it, what managing Sunderland's all about, Lee it's, Johnson. It's <laughs>
1: amazing. You know, the audience, I was like, like laughing because it's exactly what yeah. you remember Jack Ross said it when Jack Ross came in. He had this reputation like that either, he either won 3-0 or lost 3-0, or, and, he, and he said something about not many drawn games. And, it, and it's really strange that it keeps happening because, don't you see, like, on, on Saturday... We didn't create a lot, and quite frankly, for a while now, we haven't created an awful lot. And again, I think like a big mitigating factor is look, like, like we, have, we say this every single season because we're a manager a season, but these, no, aren't, these aren't his players, like we will see a difference I agree. going forward. And
2: this isn't Lee Johnson's fault, but. They were the general consensus was, and look, I wanted Parkinson gone before we appointed him. I I didn't want him here, right? I didn't, and I I remember (laughs) arguing with people in the state. I mean, it was quite, got quite horrible in the stadium at times during that beginning run that you were talking about them two months ago. I remember, you know, I wanted him gone. But the fact of the matter is, people were saying, we just need a new manager. These players aren't this bad. We'll bring a manager in. We need to bring the youngsters in, people like Diamond, Embleton, and it's going to turn it round. Well, Diamond's had chance after chance. He's played well once as a starter and probably once as a substitute. He's evidently not that well thought of because they've brought another winger in with Gooch to come back. Embleton cannot get in the team. If he can't get in this team, I don't know which team he's going to get in at Sunderland because it's the worst team we've ever had. So... There's clearly a lot more deep-rooted issues than just the manager. However, the manager has to do himself some favours by not probably playing Max Power at right-back, for example, and then signing a replacement midfielder who does the same job when you could have just signed a right-back. We're not going to sign a right-back. So what, is it going to be Luke 09 back at right-back? Or is he going to leave Power there? Because you can see why he likes Power there. He can cross a ball. He's got a hell of a delivery on him when he wants to do Power. That isn't good enough to play right back. a right-back. His position is absolutely oh. terrible. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he's not a, but
2: now we've we've tied right our back. hands with like the wages and all. We've talked all of this through and we'll not go over it again. But why are they not looking at it, thinking we need a right-back? Is he just going to bring McLaughlin back in when he's fit? McLaughlin won't get forward in the way he seems to like his full-backs to get forward. Could he's Sanderson not that type not of player. Well, I... I We'll see him. I, but there's I a reason he's Sanders. not playing him. But he mustn't be able to do he something. Said
0: he, a, he, had, he said he had a problem and he said he's had a groin problem right, to okay.
2: managing, to be fair. I don't so think that's he's going he to. I don't think he'll play him right back. I, I think he can it's play good. there, but I think he wants a player who can de- do a certain type of delivery because he likes this narrow system. And I, I think Sanderson's a ball player. I think he can play football. I think he's a good footballer. I don't see that he's got gonna have this crossing ability that I think he likes his full backs to have. Could be totally wrong, but the power at right back thing needs to end soon. But hopefully not by putting 0-9 there because I'd really quite like to see 0-9 come into the midfield. I think when he came on as a sub on the weekend, he, he looked he looked good. In p- patches, he's got a good touch. He moves the ball quickly. Exactly, it's,
1: it's energy he, as well. It's it's the energy that, and that's what we've been. That's what we've been crying out like. We've been crying out for for years, but like. Um, we we don't move we don't move the ball quick enough. And like I think um I mean it it doesn't look, at the at the time of speaking it doesn't look like Maguire's gonna go. But I think it's understandable why the, the, the rumour is that he that he's not wanted kind of thing and why he hasn't really been playing. Is because quite frankly Maguire slows the game down and we've got too many players already who do that. Like that really I think with them both getting on, you can't afford to have both McGee no. and Maguire in the team because they're going to they're gonna slow the game down. It's certainly not the sort of football that this manager's hinted that he wants. So, so And I, I agree, I think. And it was funny, actually, because last week, I completely forgot that 0 could even play there. But that, that is what we need. That's what we need, some energy. And I think, I think again, this is why there's been a bit bit of confusion really about the Winchester signing because I think we all looked at it and thought well if we're going to sign a central midfielder should we not be signing one who adds something different now whereas so far based on what we've seen Winchester's very much a kind of he's going to swap with Ledbitter and it it just it feels like we've got a lot of players who already can play in that role and I, I, I do agree I think on power yeah, I would agree. I don't, I don't, think, he's, I just, I don't I, think he's all right. I
2: look at it and I look at the group of players we've got and what they can do, and you kind of look at what's being brought in. If he's going to stick with this setup, I, I don't see how it's going to work. I, maybe, maybe there's going to be a moment, right, where it's going to click. But at the minute, it just doesn't look well, like it needs- it's going to function. It, we can't dominate long enough periods of the game and we aren't strong enough at the back to not dominate long enough periods of the game for that to be okay to happen. We we concede too many goals too we're too soft at the back. Um I know a few people have said we've missed Bailey Wright's leadership, and I know Johnson himself uh made some bizarre remarks about WhatsApp and stuff about him and how they need to communicate better or something. And but Bailey Wright's made a lot of errors this season. Maybe he is the leader, maybe but he's he's slow, he's a bit cumbersome. He hasn't I don't think he's been a shining light this season. Willis fit. Willis is our best defender by a long shot, um, and then probably I don't know. I mean, I think I, I
1: think I think Willis is our best. Defender. I think Wright's No, he is capable. capable That's him not himself, what I'm. I'm not think, saying he isn't. You, d- yeah, no, no. I think I think your underlying point is is fair, and that really in this division, your your defensive quality isn't going to be such that you are going to like that that run we went on at the start of the season, keeping like. A stream of clean sheet, and to be fair, actually, which is surprising actually, because it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> which is, it do, it doesn't put out, but, I, but I, and I think that's because while we, while we have done that, there's always there's always a feeling that like it's we are never we're never fully comfortable. No, if you know what I mean, and if we're not, we said this under Parkinson. If we're not clicking at the other end then you're on a bit of a knife edge, really. Now, the thinking, certainly after that Lincoln game, was, well, you know what, sod let's just go and outscore yeah. every team. And to my mind, like, look, that was the attitude that Ross initially seemed to come in with. And that that's the best yep. spell we've had in this division. Now, as we've discussed, he's got players coming back, like Hume, well, actually, it doesn't sound like he is going to have Hume come back. He's a big miss, but like Gooch and O'Neill, there's new players coming in, who you would think are all going to add some sort of Attacking, attacking, flair, and a bit of variety. So maybe going forward, but he likes to rotate as well, doesn't
2: he? So, I think it's when just, you're thinking about best 11s and stuff, it doesn't really apply, I don't think, to Lee Johnson. He's going to play certain players pretty much every game by the looks of it. But I think that you know, uh, some of these other players are going to come in and probably be used in different games based yeah, on the opposition. I think, opposition. The,
1: frust- so. I think the, the massive frustration with results like Saturday and like some other recent ones is that we all know that that the league is really poor. This is the this is the poorest league one we've been in of the, the three seasons. And like, look, we're like we're eight points off automatic kind of thing, and we, we all know that that's that's not insurmountable. We'll get on a run, but it's it's every time that like you know we we'll win two on the bounce and then we we'll chuck some points away and then and and it's just it's like if. Is it, is it ever? Well, Richard made we a good point, out. right? About
2: winning when you're so, playing badly. Last Thursday, I agree with that. When you are winning, playing well the rest of the time, if you're winning, playing badly, and then not winning the other games because you're playing badly, you're just playing badly and getting some results. If you are like, you know, the the classic Man United teams who would win by being brilliant and then win bad games one nil at League One, yeah, great. We aren't that. Yeah. We're not even close to that at the minute. We're like a middle in League One side well, who wins some games. That's it.
1: Yeah, well, I was about well, to well, say... You say we're
0: you, middling, but it, ultimately, like, <laughs> we have to play devil's advocate, we are sixth now. I mean, we didn't move into the, into the playoff well, places I've, at the weekend, which is even more frustrating because you think, like, if you mm-hmm. add four points to our total, you know, know. which we it should easily have picked up over the course of the season like we 're not far off second and, and top it's it 's very frustrating
2: I that, that oh, suppose what I mean by middling is we 're not very good like but, by the standards we have at this club as a fan that, base and all that we're just we don't yeah, we 're not just, living up to expectations is what i mean i guess
1: I think if you look at it if, if you looked at like um, going back nearly two years now since probably like mid April. Twenty nineteen, for pretty much the entire time, we've inhabited that region of the table between probably about fifth, fifth and twelfth kind of thing. Generally, generally hovering around six, seven, eight. And so it's like it's not like this is like kind of like we had a poor start of the season. It's been a blip, like for two years, just about. Obviously, we had like a, a big break with COVID and stuff. But for like two years, just about, we've been a team that's like been. Kind of scraping in the playoffs, like never really. And and I think we're well, League One nearly. Like, We've
2: become League One nearly st- men, and that's just like unacceptable.
1: Basically, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, like I, I I agree with what you're saying, Gareth, about like the extra four points and that. But that's why it's so frustrating because because we haven't done that, and it's like this this football club should be this football club should be in the top two. Like, shouldn't be like we shouldn't be like, oh, no, well, if we're getting into the playoffs, we're going to, like, we sh- should be in the top two, like there should be enough, there should have been enough there over the last two years, but we haven't, since that first season, we haven't really competed for automatic I mean, promotion, like we went on that run under Parkinson, and, and and it's just, and it's really, especially when like, like it's, it's funny, because I, I think if you took like an outsider's view, you'd assume that we've always been like there or thereabouts, and the, the truth is we haven't, like we're constantly like the bookies favourites to go up, but we we haven't really competed for automatic promotion for two years.
0: I think, you know, we can use this as a segue and try and move on to the fact that we're still in the mix. We're not. We're eight points off, and you know we've we've had the transfer window now. We've brought four players in one of those players was Jordan Jones and he said that when he spoke to Lee Johnson um that Lee Johnson said they don't want to sneak up through the playoffs they don't want to finish second they want to win the league um which is good to hear like you know it's it's the ambitions yeah. there it's not an acceptance of well if if we can just get ourselves in here we, you know we give ourselves a chance it's it's you know, we want to be the best team, we want to finish top. You know have the players we brought in are sorry, are the players we brought in gonna give us that edge in the we've got half a season left, we've got twenty two games left. So I've worked this out over the weekend that to get eighty five points we need to go just over two points a game for the rest of the season. To get 92 points, we have to go just between 2.3 2.4. It came out as 2.36 points per game um, to finish, to get 92. So you'd, I would say it's a fair assessment to say between that 85 and 92-point bracket this season will probably get you into that. It'll give you a chance of that top two, won't it? Have the yeah. players we've brought in... I would say so. You know... Given us what we need in order to to win those games. I'm not expecting anybody to like have any sort of you know exceptional knowledge of the players we've brought in, but you know, is is there, a, no. is like there enough? Is there enough there in that we've brought four in in key areas that we've discussed repeatedly? You know, we need we needed a left back. You know, we needed something different. You know, in, a, in a maybe a wider area, some bit of pace. Um. And we certainly needed some competition up front because Wyke's doing it all on his own at the moment. You know, Winchester's a, a
2: <laughs>
0: different cat of fish altogether. I mean, Win-
2: Winchester's the most bizarre signing, oh, I think, in the club's history. <laughs> <laughs> I just do not understand why we've signed
1: him. <laughs> can, can Sorry, I mean, yeah, but I could understa- I, I, I could it's understand
2: times. the logic behind it. It was just unfortunately very flawed by the fact he's not interested in playing football. Or any good at playing football, but the Winchester one, given everything, is just what like it does just make you think why. But anyway, he's here now, so he's going to have some role to play. Uh, the Southampton left back, I'd rather, I think you've said stuff like this, Chris, before. I'd rather see someone like that coming in than someone like Danny Graham. At least he's a young lad, he's got a point to prove. Is he any good? We'll find out. The striker, presumably, will be a backup to Wyke or he's going to rotate O'Brien with him. But I think it's more likely he'll play Wake and then use the other lad as backup. His goal record's nothing to write home about, is it?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, we've seen some, you know, stats circling about him and in-depth stuff. I think this seems to be the thing now. It's like if you're in the date or whatever, it's like the trendy thing isn't it at the moment that's sort of like slagging people off who are into it I mean I'm, I'm sure there is a, a level of merit in it I mean this is a something deployed by professional football clubs up and down the country through you know the entire you know four divisions and probably beyond
2: that into the conference etc um, I think you should just get Bobby Saxton in as a scout and that's it that's recruitment yeah. sorted recruitment <laughs> <Take> <laughs> yeah um. But, yeah, I mean, the
0: kind of traditional stats suggest that, you know, a striker who's only scored one goal in 24 games and it was a penalty. Um, <laughs>
2: Sorry, I can't help but laugh at it's, that. It's such, a, that's such a, That is a, re- a goal-scoring record <laughs> that belongs to a Sunderland striker like Danny Graham. Do you know what I mean? I mean,
0: yeah, it
2: is. It, tells, yeah, right, it's just, it is. Um, this, isn't, think, this isn't
0: a I poor, think, this isn't a poor score fair. on it and, and, you know, he looks... You know, quite a gangly sort of athletic, tall centre forward, um, you know, on the two minute video that you see, who has stuck the ball in the net a few times. Great, let's hope he does offer something different, um, in terms of the way, you know, we play the game in certain periods of matches where we might need somebody to do that. Um he has played on the on the wire areas a lot apparently. Um, which have kind of doesn't really suit him. Be probably player do the middle, you know. So it's not. It's not. I don't think people want to be like deliberately negative about it. I just think it. <clears throat> you don't have to go the other way. Either. You don't have to be like, is this the like the best transfer window ever? Because it's the same every year. And you remember when we signed like, Mark Wilson and Johnny Williams and Callum McManaman in the last sort of two hours of the deadline day um when we're in the championship and it was like oh yeah well that's been it it's it's the same at every at the end of every window it's always the same it's like oh well i I think on reflection that's been a really successful window and every player we bring in oh well that's a great signing it's like how do you know it's a great signing it's a child from southampton you've never (laughs)
2: seen him play football in your life how do you
0: know it's a great signing
2: I'm a big fan of the uh, the winger we've signed. Uh, people I've seen describe him as uh, someone who scores goals. He scored once in 10 games for Rangers in two years. And before that, his goal scoring record is about one in 10. That's not a goal scoring <laughs> player. Yeah, he, he's capable of picking a goal up now and then. But we compare that. We're talking about someone who we might let go, Chris McGuire. He's a goal scoring player who plays in wide areas. He would score you 10 plus goals a season. Now, I agree with I what mean, you're well, saying about McGeady as well. Yeah, well, hey, another 10 you know, goals.
0: McGeady's somebody who's he's not at, obviously not at full pelt yet, but if you get him into the team, even when he's not doing well,
2: he's got three goals and a couple of assists to his name well, already. But he's, he's barely been back in the mix. Yeah. Gooch is similar. Gooch has been a consistent goal scorer from wide areas at this club. Now, that isn't to say this guy, Jones, can't come in and do that because he'll be playing it a bit of a lower standard and you know a variety of things well (laughs) we can discuss the merits and demerits of the SPL
1: but (laughs) there's
2: a chance he can come in and do something but we're not signing players I I think it's, it's because we're in such a horrible situation now compared to where we've been when we came down I think everyone thought we would sign the cream of the crop we'd sign players who were either bottom end championship top end league one and I know it doesn't always work, and Will Griggs' goal record is, a, you know, a perfect example of that. But if you do the right signings of players who have a good pedigree, they will function in the team if they fit with the way you want to play. But yet again, we're kind of signing players who are, you know, never have been, might be, a bit of a punt, might have been a bit of a dickhead when he was at this club, and so they don't want him anymore. It, it's not it doesn't to me. And I'm again I'm not denigrating any of these players, I know absolutely nothing about them, and they could all and hopefully will all be excellent. But there's nothing screaming to them, brilliant signing. They're just like, We've added something. In just the same way that someone like Jack Diamond, yeah, he might add a bit of variety and something different. We haven't seen enough of them. We've seen more of them now. Is he gonna get is he the kind of player who's gonna get you promoted from League One? Probably not. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but we don't know until we see them play, do we?
1: Yeah. I mean I think like it's not it's not trendy to be like cautious and say let's It's say very what much happened. that, but isn't that, it, think, at this like, stage. I mean with any with well, with any with any players who you sign unless you sign and like a bloke who you're watching the Premier League every week, the, the fact of the matter is most people aren't gonna know a lot about them and aren't gonna see them alone. <laughs> And even then, like as we proved, like you can sign players who look the business, but if they don't fit into what you're trying to do, like they're going to hinder. Chris, just think, quickly to say, just on like that, Gareth, I
2: remember you and I did that thing with Stuart Donald before a friendly at the Stadium of Light, and someone was asking. A, so
1: was that when he was that when he said he left? Oh, I can't remember the exactly what. But it was actually because he'd uh, apologized to hmm. me for. Uh, well, that's, that's another another, another story. That. Yeah. Well, the
2: thing—the thing, oh, yeah, the thing that true. I was going to bring up was someone must have brought up something about having money or not having money and making signings, and he mentioned George Dobson and how he'd spent X amount of money and how he got that price down from wherever it was. And ha- was anyone going to sit there? Was anyone say Was anyone out there saying this was a bad signing? And we were all kind of like, "Well, no." But he turned out to be a really bad signing. That's nothing to do with Stuart Donald's opinion. It was it just reflects on that thing that you get in transfer windows that Gareth said. Everyone makes the bet, oh, he's a young lad coming in from, you know, he captained Walsall, he's played 200 games. It's all the usual crap, isn't it? And then when you watch him play, it's like, oh, wait a minute, he's dog shit. Now, that doesn't mean that the players that we are signing this time are the same, but you have to be wary that there isn't a lot of pedigree there because they've even not played a lot of games or they've been out of the team that they're at currently. The only one who hasn't is Winchester, but he's been playing in League Two, and we've talked about what we think about him. I'm the most hopeful, I think, about the left-back, mostly because he come from a club with a good academy.
1: But I was going to say, like going back to what Gareth said right at the very start, I think like, from the little and also, as in basically what position's the player in, I think we've. With- We've ticked a few boxes that we needed to. I think, with, like the left back, you got a you got a four year contract at Southampton in the summer. Southampton got a reputation for having a good, a really good academy. He played, he played the Premier League last week. I either uh, took one look at back one back, look at him and it was straight was, on loan
2: for you, son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: I'm joking, obviously. I'm but,
1: sure I am but joking. I, but I agree with what no, but I, I I agree with what you're saying. Like, like there's a bit of there's certainly there's a successful Premier League club there clearly think he's got something about him. The other point as well, like in the the League One world we live in now, we have to look at like the salary cap sort of thing. He's 20 year old so he doesn't hit that. So like no brainer. If you can get him then you can afford him. It's a bit of a no brainer, yeah. So we need the left back so we've got one so I think that's great. We've talked about Winchester, so i want to mention that. Like Jones I think he's one of them. Like look I don't I don't know a lot about him. Like I think the fact that he signed for Rangers like would suggest conference level yeah i've seen something there. <laughs> <laughs> awful, like screaming at his podcast provider um but you know no, like there's some the, it suggests that somebody at, at a, yeah, si- a couple, course size of ranges has seen something now the, the, the flip side is will one uh yeah. lewis morgan from celtic and in but but like people i think Especially if people listen to his interview on that podcast last year, they might think, Well, did he have the right attitude? So Well has this guy got the right attitude? Because of kind of again
2: there have been question marks that's, that's from really Rangers thing, fans who've said well, he would have been, been Yeah, well they've said I've seen up. Yeah, yeah. That's so how he's end up
1: leaving, isn't it?
2: There's been suggestions he got bombed so out because of his attitude. Think, so
1: Well I think the safe bet to assume with him is that he'll be a typical winger. In that you might have flashes of brilliance, and then you might have games where where he doesn't do an awful lot. You never know. Look, like he might might come down here and he might tear the league up, but we don't know. But as we've said, it offers a bit of variety. It looks like it offers a bit of pace, which would bring preparing out for. So I understand that. And then I think with with the striker again, like what we've said, we needed we needed someone up there. Look, apart from two minutes on YouTube, no, I, I, I didn't I've know not heard of him. Like I've, I've not seen him play. Now. I know we've seen, obviously, like the we've talked about like the, the data side of things. Now I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'm looking. I'd put it all I'm in the not shredder not to be honest, it. Chris. Like, like
2: I, guess, I say, Saco's the man for us.
1: Don't <laughs> <laughs> know. I, 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 I do I do just find it like like funny. Like there was a thing doing the rounds about like his 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 performance against mm. his XG this season. And it turns out he's he's actually massively underperforming it. Like he's he's only scored two two goals, one of them a penalty when it you would expect him to score. Like so, what you're saying is he's is what you're saying he's clinical. Is
2: that what you're saying or
1: (laughs) (laughs) the exact All right, okay. okay. Apparently, if I'm reading this graph right, (laughs) but but on the flip side, last season it was the other way around, and he scored more than you would expect him to. So perhaps he is a data scientist. I think I think. To be honest, like, look, he's, well, he's 24-year-old, like, that's... It's a better age to a, be signing someone than some of the, the... That's the top, to me, that's the top end of, unless, unless you can get a really good player in the prime. Like Winchester. Um, <laughs> that's the top, uh, well, that's, to be honest, like, I think 24 is, down here, is the top end you should be looking to, to sign. Players. So, so are you writing Winchester off then, because he's 27, Cause we all, 28 in April? Well, I do not I don't I don't know how much you have spent on him, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ignore that point that you <laughs> very well made there. No, it was a, in a um, way it was a bit
2: of a genuine I, I question think- because you're right, I agree about the age thing. If you are if your aim, which as we've said, the club club stated aim, Lee Johnson's stated stated aim is not to go up in the playoffs, it's to go up as champions. If you're gonna bring in players on two and a half year deals at yep. the age of twenty-seven, twenty-eight, they have to be ready to step up to the championship, or you're gonna be looking to try and move them on immediately which is one of the benefits we've got. If we can go up this season, everyone's leaving for free anyway and we can just start afresh. Whereas if we don't go up, we have to sign an entire new League One squad that would hopefully then get us promoted. You want to be signing, like you say, Chris, players in that sort of 21-24 bracket who can do a job now, but can hopefully develop with the team as it goes forward and play at the next level. Otherwise, it's it's it, we've had this issue when we've gone up to the Premier League in the past, let alone... Uh, talking about going up into the championship, I remember obviously when Roy Keane took us up, we saddled the wage bill with all of these like players who just were just clogging up the wage bill for years to come. And you can't, we can't afford to do yeah. that anymore.
1: And, but, and the the difference then, of course, was there was not there was no well that that, like that as well, yeah, doing that. Yeah. Whereas now, so like, and I think. And I think that's a, to to my mind. Like I know at the minute we're allowed like twenty two players over twenty one, and I th- I think it might even drop to twenty next. To my mind, you should probably be looking at like fifteen or sixteen players in that core squad, and then there's no reason why we shouldn't be looking to pad that out with la- lads like. And this then obviously and our own like younger prospects, whatever, yeah. whatever's... Well, I mean, they're all... Well, I mean, I feel like I've been quite
2: uh, (laughs) quite sort of uh, hard on Jack Diamond. I mean, people like him who I think it's a lot resting on him to do it on his own, but you bring someone else in like Jones and you've got Guccio already in the squad, suddenly it's like, all right, you don't have to start him every week. You can bring him in off the bench and see what... Build his confidence back up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: Well, exactly, yeah. But that's the thing, like... It's a it's a forty six game season. It's a compressed forty six game season. So it it's not like once you're out the team, you you him as well.
2: He rotates it. It's not like it's, yeah,
1: it's set eleven. Well, he likes if, it anyway. Apparently, that was his thing machine, at Bristol though,
2: City. He loved he loved rotating. So
1: well, even even better in that case, and because and I, I just think like look like I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say they're gonna be bad, and I'm not gonna say it's an amazing transfer window. But we we do at least look to have ticked a few boxes, and I and I certainly feel like, and we're we're almost certainly going to go on to why this might be the case. But I certainly feel like we are at least coming at it this very David Brent whatever I was saying now from a different angle. We're very much um, we're uh, we're seeing that we're seeing the bigger picture, but we we are though. we're not like look at the transfer dealings in the summer compared to what we've just signed now. The it does feel like there has been a change in how we're going about. Gareth, are this. you going to write we're them all, all off? We,
0: we, <laughs> yeah, and I'll leave that to um, Matthew on Thursday. I just, you know, the, to finish up on that bit, and then we'll have a quick chat chatting out going, have a break, and then we'll come back and talk about a bit of, to take over stuff. And the a game tomorrow as well. So oh, keep well, that brief because we've gone yeah. on for thousands already, and we haven't even got to those things yet. But you know, I'm not. <laughs> you know, said some stuff on social media. and It's not I'm like being negative about the signings or brought in or anything like that. I just...
2: Well, if you want to be negative, though, you've got every right to
0: I just, I just think mm-hmm. we just need to relax and wait, you know, wait and see what happens. We've filled some gaps that we needed to fill. We've just got to hope that this time, you know, and we've signed players and we'll, you know, it's a perfect segue here. We've signed players with excellent records at this level. Yeah. They've ultimately turned out to be... You know flops, and mm-hmm. you know Will Gregg It's about moving him moving on today. Still nothing confirmed. It's, it's hard, hard to, on the socials. I'm
2: looking at now. yeah the the um, harder. Movies, absolutely massive wages.
1: It's six ten pm. It's six ten pm yeah. at the time yeah. of speaking. But so like
2: on. his his wages are a there huge, huge problem, go, aren't they? Was <laughs> talking
0: could going to Wigan, and there was talking could go to Wigan, and obviously MK Dons are the two seem to be the two options at the moment. Mm. Chris Maguire, um, you know, another one, um, who, you know, a bit of a shame for him in some ways. I know his, you know, performances in the last couple of months haven't been great, but I think generally of the players have brought in at this level, you could argue he's been absolutely one of the most successful of the of the crop we've
2: brought in he's been efficient in terms of his end product. yeah, he's got he's an efficient producer of things that you need to win football games. Now, I know there's more to it than that we've talked about like you need a, if you're gonna play a certain way and not everyone's gonna fit in. But I do find the way some people are kind of just like, I've never even been his biggest fan. I've had problems with him, but people are kind of just like, oh well, you know, we've got this new way of playing now to our Chris, and I'm kind of thinking. Like, we've got this new style of play, have we? I mean, I'm yet to see much of it. And mm. to be honest, we know with him, we do know what he can deliver. Whereas with the players that we've just been talking about, the supposed goal scoring winger with one in ten doesn't seem to deliver on that level. So I, I do think it's a little bit harsh on Maguire the way some people are just basically like, all oh, right, to our mate. Like, he's been, yeah. like you say, Gareth, he's been brilliant that's a, that's for a in, in show, some ways. I agree. That, that, I know it is Chris, but th- that's on, not always the way people I, respond. When a player leaves, sometimes people are up in arms, fuming. I'm not saying you should be about Chris Maguire, but uh, you know, it's, it seems a lot of it seems yeah, to be based on probably, the fact yeah. that we've got this new style of play. But as a, I mean, what if that doesn't materialise and you're losing a body who you know can produce at this level? It just seems a bit risky. There's others who are much, much more yeah. ready to go on the chop and block than him. Th- let's be honest. There's I mean, m- many ahead of him. We, you know, if, we, if we're talking
0: about next season and players like Embleton, for example, I could understand maybe next season going like, yeah, um, we'll go with Embleton over Maguire um, without Maguire being out of Conrad in the summer. Um, yep. And you got, you know, he's had a, if he's had a full pre-season, not injured... All that kind of thing. With Maguire, at the moment, if I want somebody to come on and do something in a game, I'd be going for Maguire over Hamilton at the moment because I've seen what Maguire can do off the cuff sometimes. You can stick one in the top corner, you can score a free kick. To
1: be fair, to be fair on that, we don't know for definite the say we get to the end of this evening and he hasn't got... That he won't well, I hope he out. does if he, he stays, because it could be. Well, it could be a case that they're happy to let him go because they wanted to free up some room. Like I don't, I know we've been told all the incomings are done, but I don't know whether prior mm-hmm. to today, maybe they had in mind getting someone else in, but they couldn't do that until mm-hmm. they got rid of him. That, that, that's obviously conjecture. I don't know, but there's a potential that he's. But got it's interesting here, yeah.
2: just to finish on that one because I know we still haven't had this break and that yet, but. O'Brien's playing a lot of football and (laughs) I I thought he was effectively undroppable and then he kind of reverted to type on Saturday now O'Brien's playing in a position that you could basically play Chris Maguire in and no one's telling me Maguire couldn't do at least some of what O'Brien's doing and possibly more effectively O'Brien's not done a lot here to suggest suddenly oh yeah to our Chris Maguire it's okay we've got Aidan O'Brien now do you know what I mean like a lot of these players have got a lot to prove where as you've said Gareth and again this is coming from someone who probably wouldn't have gave him a new contract in the summer he has proved it he's actually done it a lot of these players have done absolutely nothing for this football club Um, and people are hanging the hats on them suddenly becoming something that they haven't been and we've done that every single bloody transfer window it's all right, Honeyman can go Magic can go all he does is score goals and but it turns out that the squad has got increasingly worse. I think that's what makes me skeptical. And I know we have got a new recruitment team and a new manager. Well, we haven't got a team. We've got a new man. But the thing that makes me skeptical is we haven't done a good job in the transfer window since we got relegated. And, it, and it, every time we let players go who've got a record, it worries me because we tend to not improve. But we'll see on it. what
0: happens. I guess you know everyone obviously wants them to do brilliantly you know of let's course. hope jones we, jones is undroppable and i let's hope so hope he does find his goal scoring free let's hope this lad you know stewart comes in and wife's thinking oh i need up my game here because this lad's on you know breathing down my neck let's hope this you know Vogus is the new johnny evans you know what i mean the lad who we got on loan you know and was brilliant and you know, always be fondly remembered as somebody who contributed to a promotion. Let's hope, you know, all those things happen. Um, big, big move actually uh, just announced. You'll be interested in this, Chris, is that uh, <laughs> Channel Four have got the cricket? By a look at oh, it, so there you go. So oh, there, excellent. you know, if you're a cricket fan, there's some big breaking news there. That'll be since the first time since 2005 a Test series That's... will be on. Uh, terrestrial television so it's quite exciting isn't it? if you like cricket when does does it start not well, we have not got time for this actually. we've gone we've on. gone
2: on for thousands a look so. at it
0: <laughs> yeah it was just it was just sort of a light ending to it it was a light ending to the series bit um i know i'm just come chipping back, in um, when we come back um we'll have a chat about the game tomorrow night uh, Tuesday night um, in the uh, Papa John's trophy, and also the, the sort of a little bit on the takeovery stuff that kind of came out over the weekend. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Um, and as always, we highly recommend that you head over to uk. use the code WMS10 to make an array of exciting purchases on deadline day. The great thing about From the Terraces, though, is that there's no deadline there. That's not to say you shouldn't like rush out tonight and immediately buy lots of things from there. Your shorts, for example, your long-sleeve polos, your short-sleeve polos, your T-shirts, your coats, your jackets. They've got a the lot. Your hats, everything. So get yourself over to fromtheterraces.co.uk and use the code WMS10 to get 10% off your basket. Um... Craig's gone to the toilet. Um so me and Chris will crack on because we've been gone on for like ages, so hopefully you haven't like tuned out. I haven't even said anything, which is I mean great for you. Um, so we so the hopefully you like what Chris and uh sorry, go on, go on Chris.
1: I was just gonna say the advert's a lot slicker when it's just you to be honest. So I think you deserve um, well, you know, commending very much. for that. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> yeah, Um but we'll talk about briefly about the game tomorrow. I mean, we haven't heard, I know they said that Jones was waiting in national clearings. Obviously, Vaughan's was in the squad, so you'd expect he would come in at left-back. Um, Sanderson can't play, um, so we won't be seeing him. Um, you know, So it'll be interesting to see if the, the lad who's come in, most recently Stuart, Jones, if they're available to play tomorrow night. Um You'd, you'd be you'd be eager to get them straight in, in in this game in in my opinion but um you know freshen it up and give them something to think about for the weekend maybe
1: yeah i think i think so i think um look we've, we've talked about like the kind of how many fixtures we'll have to play in this season especially so it would make sense to me if he and then as well not even just from a fitness perspective it, it it's adding something like like fresh isn't it i think we've looked at scale on ideas lately um so i think yeah i I would like to see them um um if possible but my what i'm more concerned about is do you think we're staying down there from tuesday to saturday because i would assume in this current lockdown landscape that it's going to be a very annoying two return trips
0: do you think it would have made sense to bring the game for Friday? What, well, and just like play like,
1: back and then back? just
0: and play, aye,
1: yes, because well, the, the competitions already Well, we are. Well, and, well, we are playing. No, sorry, that's what I mean. Like so we might, we might as well play. play the game. Yeah, yeah, no, no well, the competitions so already well against.
0: Play, so. play the game tomorrow night on the Tuesday, and then just stay down on the stay down and play the play the league game on the Friday night, and and you know, rather than travelling up and down. You know, but I don't know what, in a you know, fleet of buses what or whatever you need it that, yeah.
1: that does seem far too yeah. sensible for English football to adopt I'm sure I mean, they've done going on. Yeah.
0: if you're a snooker fan they've done every single snooker tournament um, of the year at Milton Keynes at the stadium so maybe they can't maybe the hotels are full of snooker players maybe <laughs> <laughs> that's why snooker's <laughs> taken over it's all booked up does anyone Steve actually...
2: That just like chilling. What do you reckon's going to happen, right, with this competition if uh, they still haven't played last year's final? <laughs> <laughs> well, they... So they're just going to play them back to back in an, an empty Wembley?
1: No, what will happen is they'll play this season's <sighs> final because they haven't sold any tickets for it. And sometime in 2024, when life goes back to normal, we'll get the... But Who's he? Is it Portsmouth? Portsmouth
2: against... and Salford. Uh,
1: Salford, is it?
2: Yes. So Portsmouth by this time will be in like the Premier League and it, you know so, what I mean or something ridiculous Salford, like that?
1: Salford's owner will have like gone and left them with like an enormous wage bill that they can't service and that. So Ports- they'll, be, they'll
2: be out of the Football League yeah. playing so Port- in a Football League so Port- trophy so Portsmouth final.
1: Will to, Portsmouth will have to play whoever Salford beat in the semi-finals.
2: It's absolutely ridiculous <laughs> that it hasn't been played. The players who were involved in that cup run have probably are left anyway. It's crackers like so. I just, w- I mean, I- I'm not interested in us getting to the final, particularly one way or another. If they do, great, we're not going to be able to go anywhere the way it's going, is it? So, knowing our we'll luck, we'll get a Wembley and win with nobody there. <laughs> well, uh, you, as I'm, has all, been... I'm all
0: for, I'm all, I am massively all for getting to the final, as I've repeatedly said. Yep. I absolutely, desperately want to win it.
1: I'll tell you I no. want to
0: complete I want to complete it. I want to complete it. <laughs>
1: As did did, Johnson, win? did Johnson win? this
0: trophy when he was manager of Barnsley? I don't
1: know. Uh, they, they definitely won it. I couldn't remember whether he was in charge then. They won it. Yeah, they won the final like two one. I'm sure. I'm going to check.
0: Didn't Ashley Fletcher score? I'm oh, gonna, I'm okay. checking now as well. So you you talk, Chris, and I'll I'll check. Uh,
2: I mean, I just uh, I think the good thing about this Peter Cup is it gives a chance for like. <laughs> Like you've been saying there, especially because we've just signed a few new players, you can give a couple of them a chance. Yeah. Uh, but on top of that, I suppose it gives an opportunity for some of the younger players again. Maybe I wonder if he might look at Dan Neil, um He might blood. He might bring, you know, a couple of players in who've been injured. Give them some minutes, thirty minutes here and there. We also just do to get the, get some life in them.
1: We also do get the treat of another new kickoff time. Of six what thirty
2: PM. All right, it's it's, I love these novel kickoff times. Like, Which
1: is very niche. Can't really. Watch. Are you wa-
2: are you watching it or what? Well,
1: yeah, I will do. I'll
2: be watching it definitely. But, well, I'll have to pay. To I don't. Do. I don't really. Don't really want to pay ten pound to watch it when it used to cost three pounds to go to the stadium and watch these games. It's an absolute rip off. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, like the the EFL's the, club. At the prices, don't they? W-
2: oh no, I'm not blaming it.
0: It was actually Paul. It was Paul Hackingbottom who won the won the won the trophy final, but it Johnson got them to the final, and then Paul Hackingbottom um, won it. But it's quite funny. I mean, he was the bit, the big next big thing a few years ago, didn't he? Oh, we and got Leeds linked, and that was we, it
1: for him. Yeah, the end we got it. linked. Leeds yeah. ended him, didn't
2: they? Oh well, he got a he did win a Peter Cup him. when it was called something else, so. Yeah. That'll be nice. But for him. Is that enough of that? Have we acknowledged? Yeah, the there's nothing to say to about playing
0: it. that game tomorrow night. We've talked
2: about the stuff so, that the new players. It'd be interesting to see if they get a game because of all the things we've said in the first yeah. half of the show.
0: Yeah, get them in. I think it's exciting. Like that is an exciting. That makes where, like, it
2: work, makes us want to pay the tenor. Yeah, uh, yeah. You want to see?
0: You want to watch? You want to watch these players and see? You know, and then if like. We win 2 0 and Jones and Stewart have scored. Obviously, we get incredibly excited about the fact that we've done that and then we draw 1 1 on Saturday <laughs> and they both have stinkers. So, that, that's that's what's going to happen this week. So, that's something to look forward to, isn't it? Right, uh, it anyway, semi finals yeah. if we win 2 0. A little bit of takeover stuff at the weekend. Obviously, the story broke that basically that the. Current incumbents Donald and uh, and Sartori have to prove to the EFL that they have the money to put in to cover their backsides over the course of time that they will be in place at the football club alongside Louis Dreyfus, which appears to have caused a bit of a problem because we need to produce that documentation or they they need to produce that documentation um, in order to get the thing done. Um, so it's not actually Louis Dreyfus's problem. It's it's. Well, it's become his problem. I guess I could become his problem, but it's 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 um, Donald and Sartori's problem at the moment. So what
2: is it? Wait a minute. Can I just where are are is we with that is that Chris? is that is that Juan Sartori who was going to initially form part of a consortium with Carol Louis Dreyfus, who now doesn't want to guarantee the future of the football club. So that, that was is what is what that's saying to me is yes, it was complete bullshit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What you you mean we've been told something about Wansatoy that doesn't turn out to be true? I yeah. don't believe the, that this the mythical character. Car
0: park outside of black cat's house and move here. Is that what gonna, he was going to do? We'll be
1: seeing the, a lot more just, of them soon, I
2: think. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. we are. We, I, you know, what, I would love to never see him again because he'd <laughs> sold his percentage of the club and pissed off. Anyway, Chris. Apparently, though, if you say, if you say, if you say that um, you, you you
0: wish the would sell, it means that you want this deal to break down. Apparently, that's what I learned yesterday.
2: Really, um, what what, yeah. so what I want
1: to
0: happen is for the nuances.
2: Well, I think so. Th- this is how I understood it, Chris, because I understood people were a bit like, eh. The EFL is saying you keep one hundred percent of the club when you're saying if you've got forty percent of the club, you won't guarantee its future or whatever it is. It is. Yes. The way I understood it was. The EFL must be looking at it thinking, right, you've guaranteed that you'll run the football club and fund it at 100%. You're going to sell 60% of it and say, I'm not going to bother doing that anymore. So the EFL must be thinking, so why aren't you selling 100% of it? What's
1: your 40% for? I, th- I think they're like, at a basic point, the The EFL, if there's going to be a change in ownership, the EFL have to have, it used to be 12 months, but they have to have proof that, like, the club's going to continue as a growing concern, which basically means that like the club's going to continue in operation. Um, mm-hmm. Just to that was off. what I meant by the guarantee yeah. of the future so just thing. To, just to head off, because some people were saying, "Well, how did these guys get in the door in the first place?" Now, if we all remember the infamous fifty, 50 million down the back of the set E comment. Now, <laughs> my Do my take on that, and this is just a, th- a theory, and it's just like guessing, but my Love theory theories. on that is the Hutches show actually. There's no, there's nothing in the um, in the kind of regulations that says like the individual owner has to show like what's in their bank account. What they do have to show is that there's a plan for the business and the business can keep going. It used to be twelve months. It now appears mm-hmm. to be twenty four, which is presumably because of everything that's gone on in the last. 12 months in Wigan, the, Wigan in the for example well not even just in, in football I just yeah. meant like with the pandemic but yes like I suppose
2: like that. so that's a fair I hadn't even thought of the pandemic but um, yeah of
1: course so so it sounds like so really I think when these guys came in and we all know they obviously have not put £50 million pounds into the club what they could do was they could point to those parachute payments and they could say well look the, there's the money and now we'll obviously not get down the rabbit hole of what actually happened with that but it was it was easy enough back then to say well the club's got this money coming in there's also allegedly the case that the outgoing owner basically said it was sell to these guys or else so that that's by the way now with this latest one it sounds like what happened is the afl have once again said well okay there's going to be a change in ownership can you confirm that the club will continue as a going concern for the next two years now to my mind, what it sounds like needs to happen is not only does the new incoming one have to commit to that, but so do the outgoing ones. Now, that's not to say that they have to like put up I don't know 10 million quid here and say look like there's there's our money. They just have to commit to saying that yeah the club will continue in operation now. So that obviously sounds really strange. You're like well why on earth wouldn't they just commit to it? Now. I've long since given up trying to guess what these guys are going to do. They don't, to my mind, they don't act in a rational manner. <laughs> what, what, but they don't, they don't. It, it's really, it, it's almost impossible to figure out what's going to happen next because the things that, that we would see as rational behaviour, they don't, they often don't undertake. <laughs> now, I think, I don't think an unfair point to bring up is that a month ago, um, the club's current majority owner was reported as saying that if we didn't get a certain amount of money from the AFL, we were at risk of administration. So fair point you've made, Craig, is if they're hanging on for collectively 41%, it's a fair question for the AFL to go, well hang on a minute. You're close to going into administration. How can you how can you guarantee where's the money coming from all of a sudden for your part? Now, it might not even be that. It, it might be the case and to be fair, the journalist who broke the story said it wasn't a snag. Now, to my mind, the club themselves said they expected this to be done by the middle of January. This usually takes about three weeks. It shouldn't still be going on now. It should... I mean, we were told in July it was going to be done before the season started, so it shouldn't <laughs> be taken this long. And to my mind, there's, there's clearly... Either somebody hasn't replied to an email or somebody is refusing to commit, and you have to wonder why. Now... Look, this this bailout money that they were strongly reported to want. Now there were there were fan outlets that that get information, like the the Renright Army. They 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 put out a statement saying that the club, effectively saying that the club shouldn't be taking this money because it's going to hamper the club and that. I don't believe they would have done that if they didn't have a serious belief that the option was being entertained. Now, if. If the owners now go and say the club's going to continue for two years, they can no longer claim for that money. I'm not saying this is what's happened, but it seems like a, a potential that they're still looking and thinking, well, can we get that EFL money in? Like, where where would that go to? And ultimately, I think like there's too there's too much we don't know. Like, look, the journalist has said it's not a snag. I'm not too sure that's the case, but the, it all comes back to is like, that
2: uh, at at reluctant nicko uh,
1: the, the least reluctant man <laughs> in the
2: world i <laughs> know loves a quote tweet reluctant nicko <laughs> love it like, it's like it'll literally be a quote tweet saying like no and it'll be a thread of tweets that to get the meaning of the no you have to go through like a thread of these like it's like doing one of those um, choose your own story book things <laughs> you know you go to page nine or page 57
1: but yeah, so... Anyway, was, sorry. It was, so it was Alan, Alan Nixon from, from this one, and and I just think, like, to me, the timeline suggests that um, it is a snag, or, like, certainly somebody's not Well, it's a delay. Should it's certainly a delay. Like, look, look at... I we're, mean... We're into February now, and it still hasn't been sorted. Two and a half months ago, The Guardian came out and said it would be done in two weeks. Two months ago, another fan outlet said it was going to the EFL that week, which clearly didn't happen. But... So there's clearly it's clearly been delayed. That's probably the best way to put it. Now, it it just it all comes back to like we can obviously have like kind of speculated there, but ultimately what it all comes back to is just like everything they've done for a long time, they just make everything ten times harder than it has to be. Like they've told us they want to get out of the club. If you want to get out of the club, then this sell. if, if they if they were, selling, if sell they were selling in their entirety, then like this wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, it's gone. Problem solved. Entirety, you would be in now, and we'd all like. Look, we've just talked about like a new like the transfers coming in. We haven't tonight. We haven't spoken about like the new appointments at the club, but we seem to be in this like weird sort of holding position where stuff is happening on the CSO of the incoming owner, but he's not officially there. And now, obviously, a lot <clears> of, people <throat> of people see that as like a big positive and say, "Well, it's obviously, it's obviously going to happen." But it's done. Until it does happen, would you say Then we don't know. like. Let, let's be let's be fair here. Like FPP, like people, there was a story came out a couple of months ago that was like this has gone further than FPP. FPP was signed off by the EF, the, the EFL. So F, FPP technically got further than this takeover has. They just didn't announce it in the manner that they have so far. Then now I still think it will happen. I th- I feel like yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I do, and I, I feel like. Just judging based on the behaviour like, that they've displayed over the last couple of years, I feel like this is like yet another bit of brinkmanship to try and like kinda of eke out as much as they can and but until it happens, people people are gonna be concerned and people are gonna be frustrated and we're all gonna say, Will you please just go? Because Well, I
2: mean, I, mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that anyway, because doesn't the very fact that this whether you wanna call it a snag a delay, whatever the hell you wanna call it, just shows you they're still going to have 40-plus percent of the club. That isn't, It isn't 5%. No.
1: That's
2: that's 9% shy of being half of the football club. And initially, as I will repeat, we were told this was painted as a buyout by Sartori as well as Dreyfus. Well,
1: I think, so I think what happened that, to his input? Well, I, I mean, it's just that, a complete crock of shit. I think we might have said it on the pod before... But I think on that, it is pretty clear that when the story first came out about that, where, where it was fed out from, And I think I think being this is, and this is being looking at it positively, I think the fact that, look, there were six weeks between that Guardian story and when they announced a deal on Christmas Eve. Now, um, Carol Louis Dreyfus went from not being a majority shareholder to. Being the majority like they, they put it
2: up as he's a majority shareholder with satori no, that, no that, i know i agree with meant... that chris i what i mean it, I, I agree all of that's been really positive i just find it disturbing that these people are still going to be hanging around like a bad smell uh, gareth i think it was you put that tweet out on the account about the slices of pies and that and it was spot on like i don't know if you want to comment on it but like well, just,
0: well, it is just the case, isn't it? If you if you want if you if you still want to you know a piece of the pie, you've you've got to, you've got to pay for it. You can't you can't just you know coast on the back of somebody else's you know investment. And then like when you eventually do decide to get out, get out. You know. Well, of
1: course, and, at and the, the
2: thing
0: point is, where it's most lucrative for you when you when you have put anything in, it's like all they're doing is believing
1: it. But the yeah. thing is, Gareth, as well on that point. Like, because cause I saw some people saying, well, surely even if they don't put their share in, or they don't commit to putting their share in, uh, Louis Dreyfus has got sufficient to keep the club going. And that, that's probably the case. But if you were him, and you're, selling, and you're buying you're buying half kick, of. But
2: just over half of a. You're buying
1: only him buying, like, reportedly 59% of a business, but you're having to put 100% of the cash in. I mean, why would. Why What's would you, that good for him? Why would you agree to that? That's well, like I know me, what you. That's like me you know you what, getting that more. Do you know what you say? It's like me and you get you the You see this on Dragon's Den all the, the time.
0: Profits. Like where the where the you know the the dragons are like balking at this idea where they've you've put no money into your business yet, you are valuing your business at this amount of money. Yeah. And this yeah. is exactly what it is. It's like where you're yeah. you're valuing this business at this much, but you're not willing to put any money into to your percentile. So basically and I'm it's like, just I'm just funding your fancy and then when it gets sold in the future you're gonna like take a, a nice, you know chunk of profit based on the valuation of a business you know at that time and you've contributed nothing to the value of the business from you exactly the other
1: other the other thing that drives you mad is we all know anyone who's been paying attention knows that they're on like the current ownership are on a kind of like finite timeline here there's only so long they can afford to stay here they've already borrowed money from places they've already taken as every, as every club has, in fairness and with respect of the pandemic, they've already taken like advances from like the football league and whatever else. Now, we all know that the time's running out and that there's only so long they could hold on to. They either, they either needed to sell now or in the very near future, or they run out of money. And some Americans who tried to buy us a year and a bit ago pick it up for nothing. Now, they've gone and found a different buyer. Look, I still think it will go through, but I think what creates is like, if they are still trying to pull something, if they're still trying to eat it, you're just like, well, what are, what are they doing here? Because cause really, it's a pretty risky game. I mean, it, it turns you into like, it turns you into kind of, you overthink everything. Like when we, con- I was fuming on Saturday when we conceded. But there was, there's a part of us which has thought, well, you know, actually, like if we get on a bit of a run here... If they can find some money from somewhere, are they going to go? Because we all know that the original plan was get promoted, sell, and then for sell it. 50, 50 million plus. <clears throat> like you can't tell me that there's not a there's a bit in their heads where they're thinking, actually, you know what? We might we might get up here. And and the other thing which we haven't really mentioned here is the EFL can't force them to sell to anyone. So like no, obviously that's a. The <laughs> well, yes, yeah, so but the terms of the deal have changed and they 've changed in a manner that we 're happy with now we don 't know how much they're getting paid for this fifty nine percent of the club, but they've changed in a manner that we 're happy with now that clearly the original deal wasn 't like this, so we don 't know like we don 't know if, if they're still they 're still not signing off on this thing which should be like a foregone conclusion. They're obviously the the trying to work in any way which way they can to their own advantage. I don't know. Like I'm looking at like at the time of speaking again, there's like breaking news there that it looks like this Josh Mager deal might go through to Fulham. And the the rumor is we've got a 10% um, sell on now. There's a part. Of, I think he's I think he's on loan now, so it's probably a moot point. But there's a part of it's you a loan with
0: view to a permanent.
1: Yeah, but there's a part of you that thinks like you know what if that was permanent tonight and they get like so they sell them for 10 million quid so say we get a million pound there's a party which looks and thinks would the current owners like take that million pound and go actually you know what we're going to run with that'll get us through at the end of the season we're going to run with it now that that, i could be talking total bollocks here that could just be being massive and conspiratorial for no reason whatsoever but it that's the kind of environment we're in now like krig you kind of said it before you can't really believe what you're told when it, even when it comes directly from the club itself because of what. Well, gone. Even when
2: even Louis Dreyfus himself has commented on the fact that he was buying the club, and that's he the must most be, positive thing
1: what? about it because I you're like, I,
2: I, I, I must be, but I'm thinking, is he, is he wondering what on earth's going on here? Like,
1: well, to, I, to me, I, I think, just the whole thing seems mental. I think one of the <laughs> reasons I still think. It will go through, and I, I'm possibly being hopeful, just possibly even just completely sick of it all. But, but I feel like it might just be brinkmanship from them, and like that they're kind of like final employees. This has been going on for a while now, and he's, but would still, put, there, with, he's still. But I was going to say, but with, if, if there was any
2: brinkmanship, and we have no evidence to suggest that, but just say it other than the, the delays and whatnot. If you were him, you're thinking, I'm going to share this business with these that's people.
1: The, that's the thing, isn't it? And, Does and
2: he think, know Sartori at all, do you know, from, from
1: previous? Because obviously the
2: connection's in I, France. I,
1: th- I think from what I can gather, I think that's where the, the contact was initially made. Mm. But how... Well, we'll be I'm seeing su- a lot more I'm, of him. Well, so. I suspect it's one of those, <laughs> you know, where, where once again, they've potentially over like the pudding and like how close they are. Like, like the, the truth of the matter is, which really gets actually spoken about in the media and that, but Satori's always been like methan's guy. And like, oh no, we are so. going to go
2: into another tangent here, probably oh, yeah, we might need well, to. But I, but think, I just mean, it, it, is there or not? It, because we're talking about Satori and then him not providing these, you know, he's done nothing for two years. Yeah. He's never going to do anything, but maybe if he's somehow this link. To Dreyfus, it means that if there's any sort of dodgy rumblings going on, at least there's somebody there who knows them and keeps it all a little bit sweet, so that you know, yeah. like you say, we can. I, I'm. I think it'll go through. I think they'll tick the boxes, but it would have been nice if it had been done by the middle of January, after all the previous delays that we've had for the well, past six months or more, or whatever the hell it's been. The
1: really frustrating thing is, like, look. Like I said, it seems like now we are in this weird holding position where this this transfer window has been undertaken, kind of like under the direction of a guy who's not officially in. I mean, if I don't think it will, but if it does fall through, God knows what's going to happen because <laughs> if he has been overseeing all this. There's going to be a, a lot of people in new jobs thinking, "What on earth is going on here?" But look, like let's assume it won't, and I'm still expecting that it that it will happen, like. We're in this weird position where it looks like the new guy's been overseeing everything to of this window, so in a, in a way, look we've got a, we've got a chance, but we're sitting here, we're 24 games into the season, and there's, there's nothing at the minute like the, these new lads might come good, and you know what the, manage, the manager might propel us at the tail, but at the minute it's looking like we've potentially chucked away another season, not. Not in the interest of the football club, but in the interest of three people, or in the interest of them, like getting a deal that suits them, and and not really caring too much about, in, to my mind anyway, not really caring too much about the football club. Like, mm, not know. I think
2: uh, I think you'll remember it was uh, in best interest to the club at heart.
1: Oh, of course, don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I think
0: uh, you know. We've, we've probably probably, we've probably spoken I, about the, all of that. You know. What they've done and how they're going about it, you know, and you know, I think there was a tweet from the account yesterday that basically just said, you know, sell up and get lost. And as I said earlier, that was interpreted by some as some sort of like, oh, well, that means you want the current deal to collapse and um, uh, then them to go and find a different it it. buyer. That's not what the case is. They, what? We're, we're, as long as as long, as long as they're here, you know, every like we definitely want this... You know, Louis Dreyfus to come in. Of course, we do, big time. But I think as long as the as long as these people here, they are, they'll not only be continually take the Mickey out of us, but they'll be they'll begin to take the Mickey out of him. And you just got to hope that he's got the wherewithal and the right people around him to it and go like, look. But at, you know, as soon as he gets in, it it's, it's a step towards getting rid of them as well. Not yeah, only a step in the right de- direction and securing the, the future club. of the
2: football club, isn't it? And that's exactly. what it's all about. Yet, I don't. Exactly. I, we don't want them to be involved with the football club anymore because everything for the past two and a half years has said all that we're going to do is get worse and worse under their it's auspices. Not just that. It's it's
1: been you know, it's, it's mm, been the conduct yeah. as well. Like they're not. Like mm-hmm. if if we experience success with them involved, like there's there's gonna be a bit of you where you're like, well, I don't I don't want that. There's always gonna be a sour taste just because of the way they've conducted yeah. themselves. Yeah. I think to be fair, I know we're gonna wrap up, but Gareth, I think one of the, you were kind of straying towards a really important point there. Actually, how you you were saying like was interpreted in some quarters as as saying we want this deal to be, fall through we, we don't we, we want this to go we need this to go through I mean truthfully this the safety net that we used to have in terms of um, potential American owners I'm not even sure that would be there anymore if you look at what's going on at Derby so we need this to happen now but a point to be made now not all of our fans are on social media right not all of our fans are as willing to forgive and forget as some might be, there's going to there's gonna be a significant proportion of our fan base, some might be listening to this right now, who, for as long as these guys are involved, for as long as they see that they're still holding 41%, 25%, 10% of the football club, will struggle to get... will really struggle to get on board with it because they'll look and they'll see what these guys have done, they'll see the way these guys have treated fans effectively with contempt and that's that that is a problem mind that the new owner is gonna is gonna have to try and like circumnavigate because there's there's a lot of people who we talked a couple of years ago about like you'd, we'd never felt as distant from the club it's 10 times worse now and there's a there's an awful lot of people who, there's a lot a lot of people who won't come back but it's not as simple <laughs> as saying all right okay they've got 41 percent, but they're not involved there's going to be people who don't live for it as much as we do look a bit we sad as our we talk about every hour, every day.
2: Oh yeah, now we need, to, we need, to do we need to wrap it up, like. <laughs> no, <laughs> I but, want to have but, something to eat. But there is, I'm hungry.
1: There is oh, people. No. There is, it's a pandemic. You got nothing today. There I, there have, I, cook, I have. I've got to eat food. There
2: are people. I'm starting to get
0: the shakes, like, this. and I need, I need to edit this and make our dinner. So, <laughs> and this is the third hour, hour of, of the podcast. At the clock of night. This rate.
1: I'll shut up and I'll be oh, well, positive that's... and say I do still believe it will go through. I just feel it. Like, I think they're just dragging it out. there you. Right. Okay.
0: That's it. We- weatherspoon confirms takeover. Don't weather so
1: spoon that. Weatherspoon colon,
0: done. it's done.
1: Uh, not all the
0: what, time in this. but weatherspoon tell you
1: what, i get, get a t-shirt
0: weatherspoon, <laughs> weatherspoon confirms takeover. The takeover is complete. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for confirming Please that. Do it's definitely going to happen. It's definitely done. Um. <laughs> I'd like to cover out the Nazi in there. So, <laughs> well, you know, the probably people have tuned out now because we've been going for oh, an hour and a half. So, you know, oh yeah, wait, anyway, it was a transfer special. Know, thank, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of talk about, but um, so thanks for for sticking with it. If you did, I'm um, sure Stephen will be back next week to regain some sort of level of control. Um, and, it's much needed. Yeah, um, Rory and Matthew will be back on Thursday. Uh, to preview our second visit to MK Dons in the week. Um, so keep an eye for that. Thanks for listening. <laughs>